0: Good morning to all our listeners. I hope that this day finds your hearts encouraged. We have just discovered, of course, that the stay at home, uh, safe at home, excuse me, has been extended. But, you know, no matter what the day is, what the time might, element might be, we, like Jesus, must be about our Father's business. And the business that I would like to talk to us about today is the business of forgiveness. And I have entitled it The Royal Court of Forgiveness. Speaking that in relationship, that forgiveness is the path to a healthy life. Let me explain when we talk about the Royal Court of Forgiveness. Number one, a court or familiar with as an institution set up to settle disputes. They provide a peaceful way to decide disputes that people can't resolve themselves. Can be a person or authority to carry out the administration of the rule of law. A court also, and this is the one that I focus on today is an extended royal household that represents the highest ranking example of support it is one that's entrusted with carrying out the important official duties of the reigning monarchy or the king you are familiar with the queen of england in how that her offspring, you know, have official duties. Well, we are royal subjects. Forgiving is part of our DNA. So today, we look at the fact of carrying on in our human relationships one to another the very purpose of Christ coming, and that is to forgive. It says in 1 Peter 2, 9, that you are a royal priesthood. One of the first roles of a priest was to function in executing forgiveness. Forgiveness that's based upon atonement. You see, as a believing priest, We act based upon what God has done for us and for individuals. Forgiveness is God's royal law. As we even look further, we can discover that it is a tenet of God's kingdom that not only God forgives us, but he wants us to forgive one another. Forgiveness, is a royal prerogative of mercy. We have received mercy, and he tells us to give mercy. In giving mercy, of course, we will be giving giving and granting forgiveness. Forgiveness is mercy overturning a conviction or wrong. When you give mercy, You give forgiveness, and things are overturned. This beauty of forgiveness is, you know, such a utopia of God's kingdom. I thought about how that it's like the rose parade. It displays God's garden of beautiful flowers. Think about it, that God starts a relationship with us through forgiveness forgiveness. I want to clarify if I can today the uh, rule of forgiving. You see it says in Matthew chapter 6 if you do not forgive men their trespasses neither will your father forgive you your trespasses. Jesus is speaking you not concerning the uh, eternal destiny of an individual, but he's speaking about temporarily. He's speaking about earthly relationships, not eternal outcomes. It is only God that can forgive the sins in relationship to our eternal destiny. But when it comes to our relationship, you know, God says, if you will forgive, then he will go ahead and forgive you also, you know, in the conflict that seems to be going on between you and another. And as a result of that, you and I will not receive the consequences for that lack of forgiveness but it will be absorbed because it says in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive of us our sins and to cleanse us. Well, if someone is forgiven of their sins, then there is not a punishment, you know, after that forgiveness. And so this passage of scripture, if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive you your trespasses he's talking about this temporary not eternal thing we do not have the power over the eternal fate of another no we do not we only have the power to be able to forgive to restore relationships and the father is so uh, strong on. Uh, relationships and that his family not having conflicts that he draws a very strong uh, line there you know this this thing about relationships it's it's not a recipe for maintaining your salvation no it's a recipe for getting along with your brother and with your sister thank god that we are called to forgive just as God in Christ has forgiven us. This forgiveness is the DNA of God. It's the DNA of God's children. And it advances the gospel when we forgive, when we practice, you know, Uh, having a heart of forgiveness. The effect of unforgiveness, you know, can be extremely heavy in our lives. You know, in that parable of the unforgiving servant, Jesus talked about that the one that refused to forgive was going to be turned over to the tormentors. Life gets heavy after, you know what I mean, failure to forgive. The beauty of forgiveness, that it is the, it isn't an antibody of those toxins of bitterness and for unforgiveness. So we want to take this forgiveness and we want to have an antidote against bitterness and strife and envy and those things that try to forge their way into our lives. So I talk about this forgiveness, you know, in a form and framework of forging the future by a life of forgiveness, forging it, shaping it and forming it. This. Forgiveness, that plays a major role in the health of you and mine future. A healthy future for you, all of us, lies in the pathway of forgiveness. It is a proven fact that when one forgives, it lowers our cholesterol, it lowers our blood pressure, it lowers the stress level, you know, that goes on in our lives. Why? Because retaining hurt and being disappointed is a tremendous physical and spiritual burden. And Jesus understands that, he knows we are makeup, and so he says, if you will forgive, there will be a great release in your life. And our Savior, Jesus Christ is the king of forgiveness. Yes, even though he was rejected, he was spat upon, his beard was plucked, he was despised, and yet he forgave. Fact is, one of the last things and acts that Jesus did on the cross was to extend forgiveness forgiveness. And so as sons and daughters and subjects of this king, we are to emulate him by our living. And in this case, by our giving of forgiveness. So I want to know, what is forgiveness and what is not forgiveness? Okay. Absolutely. Forgiveness is an action or a choice to release an offender from our punishment and entrust it to God. Forgiveness is to pardon or cancel a debt. It is to wipe the slate clean. It's, it says, I release you from the burden of your crime. Man, I'll tell you. When we forgive, we're letting go of resentment. We're uh, releasing any claim to being compensated for the hurt or the loss that we have experienced. And this this thing about resentment, it's an amazing, uh, 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 how can I say it? It's, you know, it really will warp things for you. Yes, it'll give you a faulty view. It bends good into evil. Kindness into skepticism. Love into hate. Yes, wounded hearts into resentful hearts. If it's allowed to remain and to stick around, and that's why Jesus said, we need to be people of for. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Think about it. You see, forgiveness is not the end of the spiritual journey. It is the beginning of that journey. Yes, forgiveness, forgiveness that you and I give It is not giving or granting some kind of spiritual insurance so that the individual is permitted to keep sinning just because forgiveness is there. Not at all. Now, to understand forgiveness helps us to to be able to forgive. God has forgiven us a great debt. Forgiveness does not mean, it does not mean that you approve of the offense that someone's done. It does not mean that you're pretending that the offense never took place or or that your trust in the other person has been restored. It does not mean justifying the offense so that someone becomes less sinful. You're not condoning the offense, not at all. In fact, as I say, Isaiah chapter five verse twenty says, "Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put trust, who put darkness for light and lightness light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter." So forgiveness is not. You know what I mean? All of a sudden, you're trying to to turn it as a non-issue now. But forgiveness is a posture of your heart. Forgiveness is an attitude that you carry regarding the other individual. There's so many benefits of forgiveness. You know, while you you feel the pain, you know you you feel you know the rejection, you feel you know what has went on, but When you forgive, you break a a cycle of bitterness that binds you to the wounds of yesterday. Oh yes, forgiveness releases you from what has taken place. And so you're not bound to your yesterdays, but releases you into your tomorrows. Forgiveness. Forgiveness. Oh yes, forgiveness allows you and I to move forward and it is a redemptive investment in the life of the one who has offended you. Think about it. It is a redemptive investment in that individual. Forgiveness, it considers the future considers the future. It makes you fit for life. You know, we go to the gym. Well, some of us do, some of us don't. We won't go there on that one. But forgiveness makes us fit for life, how? Because if we forgive daily, okay? You exercise daily, we need to forgive daily and our run in this race will be much more steadfast and sure. Forgiveness is the posture of your heart. It is followed by acts of kindness going forward. Forgiveness protects your future, absolutely. Forgiveness, you know, is not an occasional act It is a constant attitude. Praise the name of Jesus. Yes, it protects your future. So yes, we should forgive. We should forgive. When we give forgiveness, it helps us to fight that enemy in our head. How often in this framework of forgiveness that our mind starts to argue. It starts to play out, you know, the confrontation. It starts to have a kind of a you know what I mean an outline and not just an outline but a remembrance of what took place and why it took place. And boy it just plays a you know, does a does a on our heads, you know Help, forgiveness helps to fight that, all right? Praise the Lord. Power of forgiveness. Forgiveness prevents homes from becoming battlefields. Marriages from becoming divorces. Families from becoming estranged. Yeah, when you forgive, you render powerless anger and bitterness. And frustrations, you know, malice, all of those things are rendered ineffective if you choose to forgive. You know, the forgiver is the recipient of forgiving, they reap the benefit in setting their own heart, setting their own minds, you know. And actually securing both their spiritual health and their physical health. Forgiving cleanses the soil of our heart so that the fruit of the Spirit can ripen in your own life. Remember in Jesus in the parable of the sower, he talked about the various grounds. Some of them were hard and Unforgiveness will cause a soil of your heart to become hard. Forgiveness will soften it, and it has then becomes more receptive to the word of God and also more fruitful regarding the word of God. So forgiving others, cleanse the soil of your heart so that the fruit of the Spirit can go ahead and ripen. In your life, forgiveness you now keeps you from moving. Unforgiveness, excuse me, keeps you from. You no, know, forgiveness keeps you moving forward. We'll get it right here. It it releases you from that moment, from the when the offense occurred. Releases you. You don't have to live there anymore because forgiveness helps us maintain our relationship. First John chapter 1. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And one of the great lights of Christ is forgiveness. I love what forgiveness does because it is a love-motivated forgiveness that is the reason why you know we love, we forgive. Love, forgiveness protects us, it keeps us and moves us forward. Forgiveness will help your dream become fulfilled. In the life of Joseph. It was when Joseph decided to forgive his brothers that God fulfilled his dreams. You see, forgiveness helps you win in life. Don't you wanna forgive? Absolutely. Forgive even as God in Christ forgave you. So the question comes then, how do we grow in forgiveness? I think number one, I think we need to reflect and remember. Remember how God has forgiven you. Remember the debt that you had and it was canceled and it wasn't held uh, against you. I believe that forgiveness, you know, increases as we cultivate soft hearts and humility remember god gives grace to the humble praise his holy name so as you you have a soft heart and empathize with with other people if you you show mercy what happens then is that you get mercy because you are going to need forgiveness not only forgiveness from God, but you're going to be, need forgiveness, you know, from your fellow man. So you just go ahead and begin to add to your account. That if, you have given, if you give mercy when it comes time, when it comes your time, mercy is going to uh, be granted to you. Forgiveness, you know, removes barrenness from our hearts, it removes this barrenness and it helps us to be fruitful in relationship. It helps us so that our circumstances, you know what I mean, don't determine how we feel. Forgiveness begins to determine how we feel and all the joy and the peace that comes from and through forgiveness. Amen? Praise the Lord. Forgiveness, the power of it, it unshackles you from anger. Anger is, you know, something that seems to find a platform when we fail to forgive. But when we forgive, you know, that anger no longer seems to be able to have a hold in our lives. Forgiveness, forgiveness is healthy. It's healthy for you spiritually and practically. When you want to increase in your ability to forgive, you need to let go of expectations. And have patience with the process. Think about it. You know, the Bible says in Ephesians, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love. Oh, yes. It frees you from hurtful thoughts and feelings. It takes away the stick that stirs up the event that has hurt you. To cultivate it, you don't want to nurse the grudges. It affects your outlook. Don't do that. Paul writes and says you need to counter those bitter thoughts, you know, from the offense that come into you with with wholesome thoughts. Think on these things, Philippians chapter 4 says. Things that are true. Things that are noble. that are just, pure, lovely. Things of good report. It says a, This is the virtue. This is the thing that's praiseworthy. Go ahead and spend time there. Amen. Give mercy. Give mercy. realize that you need forgiveness from others and last but not least remember you have the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit is our comforter the Holy Spirit is our guide the Holy Spirit is is a power in in our lives yes As the children of God, we are in the court of this royal king. And we have been asked to go ahead and carry out this important official duty of our king, Jesus, who is the king of forgiveness. Forgive and you shall be forgiven. Go this week, practice, and enjoy the freedom of forgiving.